Today, on episode 8 of Coaching Connections with Marcus Alvarado, I had a chance to sit and talk to Coach David President of Shadow Creek and Coach Jarvin Hall of Harlan High School. Now, these two guys have some history together. Um, they both coached at similar schools in the past, uh, one replacing the other, and now find themselves at two very successful programs, which they had the opportunity to build from the opening of the school up to this point and, and creating state-recognizable programs. Much respect, much love to these two coaches. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. A lot of powerful insight for everybody out there. Coach Jarvin Hall, Coach David President, Episode 8, Coaching Connections. Let's get after it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Hall. What's good, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. You doing all right, Mr. Hall? Doing great. How you doing today, Mark? How you doing, Joe? Good. I'm doing good, man. Awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll knock this. I don't want to take up your whole day, um, but I do want to talk a little bit. Uh, I appreciate you guys taking some time to hop on and talk talk a little bit. It's uh, it's been fun doing these little interviews with coaches. I think coaches have a lot of valuable insight. At a, they've got this ability to, to reach kids and reach people and, and change lives and make impacts. And so just getting to know these people uh, you know, and kind of getting out there to the world. So I appreciate you guys hopping on. So if y'all ready, we can just hop in and, and knock it out and, and get you back to your families. Thanks for having us. Okay, no problem. So we got a Dave President, Shadow Creek, and Jarvin Hall, Harlan High School. First off, how are you guys doing with this whole COVID situation? I know maybe we talked about it a little bit, but uh, just kind of touch on that. It just, it's been good for me just to be able to kind of slow down a little bit, you know. Um, you know, as, as coaches, um, you know, we have a lot on our shoulders, a lot on the table, and just for us to be able to just kind of slow down and you know, focus on the family a little bit, you know, focus on some uh, on some personal things and, um, you know, my health, um, you know, just time with my son, my wife. It's been really good. It's been a really good break. Yeah, uh, same here. You know, uh, me and Coach Fred both went deep in the playoffs this year and it didn't start uh, from the first day of school. It started last summer league yeah. before. So, you know, uh, basketball season never ends, right? So it's important that uh been a good time, like Coach Fred said, to just definitely spend time with our families, man. I got, you know, two beautiful girls, a wife, son. It's just good to be home, you know, uh, eating good every day, home-cooked meal. We have yet to order out, take out. We've cooked every meal uh, since we've been home. So I think that's special, you know. We're getting really creative on that type of thing. So I just really appreciate um uh, just all good things, you know, family, your, your health, and all those things. I think this being home kind of redirects your, your mind. Absolutely. You guys been uh, binge watching any TV shows while you've been home? Anything good? Uh, I've been on, uh, I'm on, I've just finished Ozark, uh, which actually was, it's, it, that's a really good one. Um, and just, just anticipating this, uh, the Last Dance, you know, series, you know, pretty much what I've been on. Um, and then between, besides that, it's been Baby Bump, you know. So <laughs> I, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with my TV watching right now. Yeah, I'm on uh, All American, you know, watch that whole good show. And uh, Ozark, and all that. that's about it, man, on these, uh, these good the classroom, man, this, this distant learning. Yeah, that keeps you pretty busy, I bet, huh? Yeah. Man, mo most people that I've ever asked that question, they all say Ozark. Every one of them has said Ozark, I think. Mm -hmm. It's a good one, though. It's a good one. I've, I've, I've just now started and going back and watching some film. You know, I told myself I was going to give myself a break, you know, but um, I hadn't watched – actually hadn't watched any – I guess the last three playoff games, I haven't really had a chance to sit down and watch. And so today was like the starting point of that, of just going back and reflecting on, on the end of the season. So uh, definitely going to get back into that, you know, as we get closer into the summer. Yeah. 
it's tough. I mean, we we all have that itch. We want to get back into the gyms and get back to our routine with our boys, and we can only do what we can, right? So right now, it's really just calling the kids, having some zooms, and, and watching a little bit of film here and there. Right. Um, talk a little bit about uh, let's talk about your journeys, your coaching journeys. You know, how how did you get into it? Where'd you start up until this point? Go ahead, Press. Uh. Man, it's been a journey. Uh, you know, once I've got, I got done playing at UTSA in 2005, I was I took the grad assistant spot. Um, so my goal, uh, of course, was to is to coach at the college level. Um, ended up ended up you know getting my getting my degree at UTSA, and then I took a I took a job with the New Jersey Nets in the front office. Um, you know, it was, it was on the business side of things. It had nothing to do with basketball operations, um, you know, and just kind of wanted to jump out there and see, um, you know, what the business world was like um, and decided that it wasn't for me. Um, so I ended up coming back and getting a, uh, an assistant job at the time. Uh, John Havens, who is now at Richland College, head coach at Richland College, he's, uh, he was an assistant at St. Ed's. And after having a conversation with him, um, you know, Ron Marks was the head coach at St. Anne's at the time. Uh, they decided, you know, to, to hire me as an assistant there. Um, so I did two years. I did two years at St. Ed's. Um, and then with the, with him getting the head job at UT Pan American, um, he wanted me to, you know, he wanted me to uh, accept an offer there, but they couldn't pay me. Um, and so I just decided that that's, that wasn't the route that I wanted to go. So I got a hold of my high school coach, um, and he told me that, uh, you know, he could pay me more, you know, I'd be closer to home, a little bit more stability in my life. Um, so I decided to take the high school route. I was at Marble Falls High School for for three years, and the crazy thing is, is um, I, you know, Coach Hall was, I guess, played at Temple College when I was when I was coming up. And so him and my high school coach had a great relationship. And at the time, uh, Hall had took a job, a 5A job uh, in San Antonio, and his position came open. And it's crazy how the world works, man. It's just, you know, right time, you know, right place, knowing the right people. Um, Welder, Welder was a powerhouse at the 1A level. And, uh, you know, it was that, you know, as a coach, do I want to take a 1A job? Like, where does that put me if I take a 1A head coaching job? You know, but going down and actually visiting with Hall um, and visiting with just the kids in the community, you can just tell that they were hungry. You know, that there was a program that wanted to be successful um, and it was something that I wanted to be a part of. So it's just crazy how things happen that I ended up taking Coach Hall's position at Welder High School. And just from there, man, had was able to win some games and had an opportunity to go back and coach at home at Belton High School um, for two years. And in this position at Shadow Creek opened up, and it was a no-brainer. So um, happy where I am now. Um, you know, definitely have a, a, a program that I feel like um, can make a run at it every year. Um, and so we're just trying to build on that. Nice. Coach Hall? Yeah. Journey. Uh, uh, you know, I actually – only Texas, you know, West, West Texas boy. You know, you know, coming from the country, had the opportunity to go uh, play, you know, uh, at Temple. Uh, we met Coach Andrews, who we spoke of, his old assistant, great man. Uh, I love it, Chris. Did he freeze on your side too, Dave? Yeah. Coach Hall, uh, you're kind of frozen there, but, you know, Dave, I know you. How long have I known you since you've been I mean, that's a long time. Years, man. I mean, we we go way back, you know. Um, you know that hoop circle in San Antonio. It's a it's one that I'm always grateful for. You know, there's a lot of great basketball players in the city of San Antonio. You know, past, present, future, um, and just want to be able to play college ball there. But then, too, just be able to build the relationships. You know, with the guys who are, um, you know, out of San Antonio. Um, you know it there's a lot of people who, who have big influences on the game of basketball, man. And it can play, it can play the game, know the game, 
high basketball IQs. Um, and those are just great relationships to have, man, uh, you know, throughout the city. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. As long as I've known you, I didn't know about most of your journey like that. I didn't, I didn't know half of the stuff that you were saying right now. It's good stuff. Yeah, man, we, uh, it's crazy. Like I said, Hall was, uh, Hall was, was at Welder. Um, and it just came up, you know, and as a coach, you know, you think like, man, dude, I was at the, I was at the college level, you know, do I really want to take a 1A job? But I tell, I tell guys all the time, man, I think to be a head coach, there's, there's some avenues that you have to take that might not always be what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of have to jump out there um, and go and go and go seize the moment, you know, instead of waiting for it to happen, you know, and that was just a risk that I took, um, you know, going to the 1A level. Um, and, and, and the best part of it is, it's just, you know, the, that welder community, man, they're so involved. And I mean, when you talk about Friday night lights in Texas where the town shuts down, yeah. um, you know, everybody's at football games. That's how it, that's how it is at welder as far as basketball, mm-hmm. uh, real strong, rich tradition. And that's what they want to do. They want to be a wildcat. Um, they want to represent that community, man, and it's something actually really special. You know, yeah. it's a it's a special special place. Um, it taught me a lot. You know, um, you know, as a, as a especially coming from the college level, you know, you you do have relationships with kids, but when you when you know them from fifth grade on up, it's a different kind of relationship. You know, you build a different kind of bond with those kids and. And that's kind of what it opened my eyes to, you know, and it just, it, it did a lot for me as a coach um, and in my professional career, you know, it's something I've been able to carry on as I, as I, as I've, uh, you know, gone up and accepted other jobs, but definitely a special place to me. I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine, like there's a lot of people that don't get to experience that small town, uh, shut the city down when, when it's a big game or any game kind of, kind of environment. <laughs> Like that uh, varsity blues type feel, right? There, there he is. Man, sorry about that, man. Pause <laughs> that zoom. Sorry, not sure. Well, we got iPads and everything going over here. Wife working from home. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, real quick, man, I'll be quick. Sorry about messing up the zoom right there. No, that's all good. Like I said, being from Abilene, Texas, when and played Temple Junior College, um, had a chance to go play at Lubbock. Christian uh, was there, and you know, you had dreams of going to play maybe pro ball or something like that. It didn't really work out. I was kind of waiting on a few things. Uh, you know, did a few jobs, managed uh, night spot, uh, had a little fun with that. I actually was able to uh, sell some cars, and, and I mean, you know, he's a head coach at Southside right now. Uh, Albert, you get him on him. He has a state championship. He knew I had played college ball and, um, you know, knew I was great with kids, you know, great with kids. I loved him. had great character. So he put it in me. Uh, uh, he knew his job and, of course, called me. And I was able to become the athletic director, head coach there with never been an assistant coach before. Just kind of took that job head on. Uh, and I did it with love, man. Luckily, I was single at the time. Uh, well, uh, Dave knows being at Welder, you have, to teach, you have to coach everything, being in the 1A level. And, uh, but I was able to do some good things there. You know, coming in, they were pretty good, but it was my job to make sure they had some discipline. So, you know, I started the bitty basketball. I started being at Welder, first time ever. and uh, Started all these things, and before you know it, we were taking the regional tournament. was fortunate enough to take them to the state tournament and get some recognition on a, uh, we didn't have football, so we were beating five A teams, four A teams. Nice. Uh, so it didn't matter. My school coach walks in the gym one day, didn't even there. My high school coach walked in, substitute teacher, and uh, that, that year uh, state, and he was just shocked of uh, the work that we were doing with welder, and um, so he kind of made some phone calls and kind of you know uh, made some just made try to put me in the right and put me in front of the right people, and I was able to make that jump from 1A to 5A, which I know I need to write a book because that never happens, right? That never happens, but definitely need to write a book. But we did some good things at Welder, ranked state. And, uh, 
I, it's basically, a, you know, and by the grace of God, they let me basically hire. They let me hire the next coach. And uh, I had a great relationship with uh, Coach Estridge, which is Coach President's uh, mentor, old coach. And, uh, man, everybody wanted that job, man. It was a hot job. And uh, David President was a perfect guy for that job. And uh, perfect situation. Like he said, those kids were hungry. The town was hungry. And he came in and, and took it to uh, a great level as well. And, you know, his success and where he is. From there, I was able to go to Holmes High School, you know, had a great time there, man. Uh, got to coach some, some phenomenal kids, and uh, they hadn't been to the playoffs in over 20 years, so we we're able to push them into the playoffs. Um, first time ever in over 20 years at Holmes High School, and then I was fortunate enough to open up Harlan High School. Uh, and that's, you know, that that's, as Coach President can tell you, that's a special thing. You know, it was hard to leave Holmes because everywhere I go, I make sure that's my home. Like, I, be, I bleed and I, I breathe school. So it's definitely – hard to leave anywhere you've ever been so that was tough but to be able to start a program and uh develop our own character traits and values and just kind of build it from the ground up i couldn't pass up that and uh given the opportunity to do that man it's been awesome uh definitely uh first two years you know district champs and regional tournament uh appearances so we definitely have a good thing going on at Harlem. so you know now that you brought that up just touch on that a little bit what does it feel like to to open up a school start a brand new program from the ground up. I mean, uh, just talk a little bit about that process and, and, and your thoughts going into it. Both of you guys, you both did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, we're in year, going on year five now, but just being able to start the program and you have a blank can a canvas, you know, you, you know, you're able to implement all of your core values. You know, um, you're not, you're not breaking any bad habits. You know, you're not, uh, you know, you're not picking up on somebody else's, uh, you know, tradition. It's all your culture. It's all your pride, um, you know, and to see the kids buy into it. Um, it's just, it's something special, you know, because, you know, it's, it's what you started, you know. And so uh, it definitely has its ups and downs, especially early, um, you know, when you're, when you're still trying to figure things out. Um, you know, you might not have all the resources you need up front, you know, so just trying to figure things out, you know, to make sure you can get yourself up and running. Uh, but, you know, like I said, it's a blank canvas, you know, you're able to implement, you know, your, your system, so to say, um, you know, from the beginning, from the jump, you know, there's, there's, uh, um, there's a lot that, that can be taught, um, you know, as the years go on, but you're never like having to break bad habits. So um, it's it's been uh it's been an experience, and it's one that you know I, I'm, I take pride in. You know, um, you know, because again, it was a it was a blank canvas. You know, and so to see where it is now, you know, it's uh it, you appreciate you appreciate those those low moments. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, sure. been good. Nice. So yeah, same thing here. Uh, same thing here. Uh, immediately getting the job, first person I called, oh, Dave, first person I called, I was like, hey, man, how is it opening a new school, you know, with some of the things I need to focus on and what some of the challenges. And so I appreciate that, Prez. He was definitely a great uh, to lean on, man, to get some, some insight on that. Like you said, man, having that blank canvas, man, coming in and building a brand. Uh, uh, building a brand. That's how I look at it, man. Telling your own story, building a brand, uh, developing culture. Uh, you to deal with first year we're a JV team. So uh, you get, uh, you know, you got students coming. Uh, uh, brand, uh, Brennan, O'Connor, Tang coming freshmen, you know, and at that point, every kid that was varsity, they got to stay at those schools. So we inherited everybody's, you know, freshman kids, JV kids, and be able to maximize that their true potential and uh really just uh integrate you know your philosophy your culture uh it's been amazing man it's you know um everyone sees the success but they don't see the the work and the hours and the communication and the relationships that you have to build the trust that you have to build uh with not only your players but your parents and the community um, you know, they don't see all that. They just see the product, right? So um, going through all of that and putting it all together, man, when you, when you take a step away from it, I had to do it's amazing.
so far. And uh, we're definitely uh, doing things right, doing things the right way and heading in the right direction. So it's nice. Well, I said from the outside looking in, both of you guys have done a really good job of building y'all's programs. Uh, I mean, I've seen yours up, up close and personal uh, more than a few times, Darvin. And Dave, I've been in contact with you since the beginning. And, and just seeing the work that you guys are doing with your program, you know, when, when people hear of Shadow Creek basketball or Harlan basketball, you know, people respect what you're doing. And so you know, much respect to you guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I, I know you brought it up earlier, Coach Hall, uh, your uncle. Right, uh, won a state championship, kind of got you in the business. What was it like playing them in the, I guess, the third round this year of the playoffs? The yeah, playoffs? I'll start out the, the very, the very, the very first time I played him, he beat me by sixty-five. Sixty-five. <laughs> the very, the very first time I played him, uh, and after the game, that's my my own uncle. Okay, my own uncle beats me by sixty-five points, and it was a rivalry between Welder and Gonzalez that they had been waiting for for probably 15, 20 years. They would never play each other. And here comes this new coach playing a, my season uncle, man, and he beats me by 60, 65 points. And uh, after the game, in the line, he says, hey, welcome to high school basketball. And at that, that, that that's made me the coach I am today. Honestly, that, that made me really high in to, to the game and to these kids and really – you know, buy into the whole process because since then he's never beat me. Love you, uncle. He's never beat me since. You know, and uh, I, I have pride with that. And I love him to death, but he definitely made me who I am today. But to play him in the third round, it was tough. It was tough. It was you know, it was the third time playing him. You know, we all know how hard it is to beat a team three times, yeah. right? And uh, he does a great job at Southside. Like I said, he has experience, state championships. He's been coaching over twenty something years. He's my mentor, so he knows what I'm when I'm thinking, what I'm doing, and you know, so he definitely threw some wrinkles in that thing. And, uh, you know, we were we came out victorious, but just the respect level that we have for each other, the love is coaching staff. We all get together. We eat at my house, a barbecue. They come over. Um, his players came on my bus after the game and, 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 and told my guys congratulations again. Nice. Come off the bus, man. You know, it was that kind of sportsmanship, that kind of love, because it, comes, it starts with the coaches. They know that we love each other. Right, and it transfers to our program. So I definitely have a lot of respect for Southside. I think he gets overlooked for the job that he's doing over there, which is sad. But he does a freaking uh, uh, phenomenal job for that for for Southside over there. Yeah. Man. And, um, you know, just yeah, it, it, it was tough, but we got the win. But it was tough. Yeah, he's a good guy. I mean, I've had the pleasure of coaching against him when he when we were with Southside a few years ago in that district, and so I'm looking forward to. They moved us back into that district with them. So I'm looking forward to having some battles with the uncle. He's really good. I respect everything he does. Opinion, right? You got the, the dream team and the redeem team. They're playing in a seven game series. Who wins? <laughs> Who are the refs? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I've, I think, you know, I kind of go, it goes back to, you know, different eras. You know, yeah. You know, I think um, I think the skill level on the re redeemed team is definitely overall is better than, than, than it was with the original dream team. Uh, um, I just think that I think the competitive nature of the team, and that's just in um, – the game of basketball, past, past versus present. You know, um, I just think the competitive level is is at an all time high. Where um, sometimes it takes that, you know, over talent, you know, uh, to win games. And so I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Michael Jordan. I mean, I believe that he's the goat, hands down. Um, you know, um, and it's just hard to bet against. You can't bet against Mike. You know, so. With that being said, I, I have to go with the dream team. Yeah, me too. Same thing. You know, uh, I, I think it's a mindset. You know, I think it comes down to mindset and error, like Coach Fred says. And I think the dream team, they were going to refuse. I mean, refuse them. Like, they had, I mean, they had that mentality. And they were willing to do whatever it took to be on top. And they were fighting each other in practice almost. <laughs> You know, with you, you hear the stories of Jordan and Magic, and them going at it 
Um, I just think they refused to, to, they refused to lose the attitude that they have and the, the physicality that they had to go through, uh, you know, to play each other and that whole era. I think it was more of a uh, just a blue collar league. Yeah. Like, you know, you definitely had to bring your hard hat. And, and I think that that would have got them over the edge. I think that would have got them over the edge. And, uh, you know, the referees, of course, if they let some of that stuff go. <laughs> yeah. We're talking like 92 refs. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think, about, you think about the winning that those, that those individuals have been a part of. I mean, you think about, you know, um, most of those guys on the Dream Team, they were part of dynasties, yeah. you know, uh, between Bird. Oh, and- love it. <laughs> Uh, Pippen, you know, those guys were a part of, of, of great winning tradition, you know, programs and organizations. And so uh, I think that plays a lot, a lot <laughs> in it, too. You know, that, that uh, pride. Yeah. Skill, skill level wise, I definitely think that the NBA, you know, is is uh, is a lot more skilled on all levels. Obviously, the talent is unreal. Um, you know, what seven footers are doing uh, now than what they were, you know, back then, it's different, you know, but then you throw in the physicality of the game, you know, that can change, that can change, you know, your views on it as well. So I don't know, man, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's it, the sport is about competition, you know, and I think that era back in the day was, was the most competitive that it's ever been, you know, so that's where I'm torn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here, same here. It'd be fun to watch, but you know, it's just good to talk about. That's all we can ever do about it, but to speculate, Ooh, talk about it. There's different things that could change. Rather, we got 92 refs, we got the 2000 refs. You know, are they going to let them bang around a little bit, or or who's going to be able to impose that style more than the other? Right? I mean, so many what ifs. That's a great conversation. Great. Conversation. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about uh, just some impactful moments in your coaching career. You know, uh, when you realize, you know, both of you guys have had a ton of success, but when you realize that it, it's much deeper than, than wins and losses and it's more about the kids and, and their well-being and, and growing young men, uh, let's talk a little bit about some of those moments. Uh, uh, I, you want me to take this one? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man, my, my, my whole philosophy is uh, my guys are my trophies. You know, I tell them that all the time, my guys are my trophies. When they come back and – they're successful, whether it's going to college or, you know, being a responsible worker or business owner or going to college, whatever they choose to be, those guys are my trophies. Because at the end of the day, it's only one state champion, right? It's only one team in the state of Texas that's really going to be a winner, right? So how do you win, you know? And I think you as a coach and a head coach, you have to find, you know, ways to win, uh, and which is cultivating young lives. You know, and I think that me at an early age, being a welder, taught me the way bigger than basketball. You know, I used to funerals. I've, I've, you know, fed kids. I've get, you know, had to give them rides. I had to do, you know, you know, basically uh, be the mentor, the father figure. Um, you know, I had one of my players, uh, you know, his sister passed away while he was driving. He got in a bad wreck with my players. Coach Fred had to coach that young kid as well. Uh, you know, just have to be there with that family. And, you know, it just shows, man, that – and, and you know, he reached out to me the other day for my birthday. You know, when, he, when it happened, he he come he stayed in my house for, like, a few days. Like, come to my house. Come to my house and we're going to be good. You know, and uh, so just, you know, all those personal relationships that you build, man, and the, um, all the trials and tribulations, the good times, the losses, the wins. And when you go through those things together, and and, and uh, you can really impact men, uh, these young men's lives, man. That's what it's really about. Yeah, it's same here, man. I, you know, um, I think that's the most important part is when you have kids that come back, you know, and and you hear them, you know, coaching up the guys that are in the program now, you know, and you know the, the their experiences and you know and and what they believe helped them get through, um, you know, just being able to see those kids come back, talk about the program and just be around, you know, mm-hmm. that tells you that, you know, you've, you've done a great impact on their lives. Um, this time has been great for me to even reach out to those guys. You know, I've had a chance to get, get a, uh, you know, get some time with, 
with a lot of the guys that I've had in my program over the last couple of years. And uh, just to hear their stories, man, and see how, how much we've impacted their lives. Um, you know, it's just been – it's just something that you appreciate as a coach, you know, and you know that you're, you're, you're on the right track of doing the right thing. So um, definitely, like Coach Hall said, I mean, your, your kids are your trophies, you know. And so, um, you know, that, that's why we're in the business. You know, we're in the business to help kids. We're in the business to, you know, to, to, to lay the blueprint out for them. Um, to give them tools to be successful in just life, you know. And so, you know, when they come back and they tell us their stories or you see the things that they're accomplishing or you see them being, you know, you know, fathers and, and you know, first-time fathers and, you know, taking that next step in their life, man, that, that, that's, that's always, uh, it's always rewarding. Absolutely. That's good stuff, guys. That's great stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit now about uh, – just thinking back to any, any game as a player or a coach, best game you've ever been a part of in your life? Best game. I, I'll go first. I think um, I think the going into the, the NCAA tournament, that experience uh, for me was was something that I I mean you just you can only you can only experience it. It's just hard to explain it. You know, you've always hear people say, Man, that's the best it's the best feeling, you know, getting a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, but just just actually being able to experience it, uh, to play in front of 20-plus thousand people against the number one team in the country, um, you know, that's probably the biggest moment in my playing career, the biggest game that I've ever been a part of, um, you know, which, you know, you never forget. You know, you never forget. You never forget the journey. You never forget the, you know, the – the, the preparation for it, you never forget the, you know, all the, all the travel and all the, you know, it's just, it's just unreal, you know, it's hard to explain, but definitely being a, being a part of the NCAA tournament is my, is my biggest moment. Did y'all play UConn? Played uh, Stanford at the time. Stanford had Josh Childress. Uh, they had the two twins uh, and they had a, they had a really good point guard. Uh, I think at that time they had only lost one game. Um, and so they were rolling, you know, they were rolling. Um, and you just, you really now see the difference between, you know, high level and mid-major basketball when, you know, they're, they're subbing out, you know, seven footers and bringing that, bringing in, you know, six, nine, six, ten. you know, it's just a different level, you know? So you, you actually get a chance to see, you know, um, you know, why they're, why they are who they are, you know, but, um, definitely one of the, the most uh, memorable memories um, that I that I have, you know, playing the game of basketball. What's your coach, Hall? Uh, mine comes as a coach. You know, uh, uh, we were at Welder, uh, the game to go to state regional finals. Uh, we went three overtimes, uh, a three overtime game, man, to go to the state tournament. I mean, <laughs> what more do you have to do, right? Well, uh, like, yeah. I mean, the kids. I mean, the kids were probably exhausted. I bet. Oh, kids were exhausted, man. Uh, you're definitely playing off, you know, the energy from the crowd. You know, um, you know, as a coach, you're steady adjusting at the end of the game. I feel like I mean, we played two games, basically, right? Two games. So, you know, you feel like you definitely played as a coach, physically running the sideline. Uh, so just to you know, those kids get through that moment and just show, just work through that adversity and to just show how they believed in the overall goal and, just uh, how they bought in and was willing to do whatever it took to be successful and they never quit. Man, as a coach, what more can you ask for, right? What more on the, on the biggest stage that those kids had ever been on, they fought and fought for their city and they got to come out victorious in front of their, the whole city. Because when you go to – when you're talking 1A basketball, the city shuts down. You can, go, you can go get all the barbecue the sauces you want. I mean, the city shuts down. So – you know, for us to really go do that for that for that town, man, and and just to come out victorious and, and to, to punch your ticket to go to the state tournament, I'll never forget that feeling, man. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, the kid, the other, the other team is on the free throw line with no time on the clock. Yeah. Tie game on the free throw line. Misses and looks at the bench and was like, it's over with. And he misses. Yeah, and he misses the free throw. And then one of them, my best player, Don Trey Houston, you know, he comes over and says, I got you, coach. Sit down, I got you. Then we proceeded to, to take the game over and go to the next round. But 
and just making the state tournament. You know, the first game we lost, you know, but just making it. I remember uh, Beasley, Mr. Beasley, we all know him from UIL. I'm sitting there coaching it, and I sit down, and he passes by me during the game. He's like, Coach, look around. Look around you. All these coaches wish, wish they could be in your seat right now. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow. He put me in perspective real quick. For sure. And after the game, he told me, you're a part of a certain fraternity that coaches coach over 30 to 40 years. They never get there. So he said, enjoy this moment, man. So I really just been, you know, at that point, my mind switched, and I enjoyed the whole journey. That's so great. Man, you know, I'm part of a certain fraternity, and uh, we all know we're just competitive. We want to win, win, win. When you lose, I don't care what it is. We saw Jordan gambling, right, losing. He did, he wanted to win. We're competitive. Those quarters, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, all we are, we're just so in tune of what, at whatever time it, it is. And we have to be reminded at certain points that, hey, through adversity, uh, we still have success, right? Through losses, you know, we don't lose, we learn. And we, yeah. we have to uh, hold on to some of them losses as, as Ws as well. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys got any uh, any advice or any young aspiring coaches, you know, trying to get in the game and you know, what to expect and anything? What would you tell yourself, I guess, as a young, brand-new coach, knowing what you know now? Um, don't be afraid of uh, adjustment, man. Don't be afraid of change, you know. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, um, I, I've talked – I talked to a lot of young – coaches you know and a lot of young coaches they they're comfortable in where they are as far as just being an assistant um and wanting a head job but not wanting to go get a head job you know um and so don't just be don't be afraid to jump out there don't be afraid to take on a challenge you know don't be afraid to uh to put yourself in a situation where um you know you 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 have to perform you know as a young person you know uh embrace the challenges um, bet on yourself, you know, bet on yourself and, um, and good things will come. I think that's important. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate, man. I have a little coaching tree, you know, uh, head coach at O'Connor, Bridge Wasco, that was my old assistant. Uh, coach Jacklitz over at Marshall, you know, definitely helped me out when I, I was at home. So I feel like he was a part of my coaching tree. Just kind of, I allowed him to be a part of my program. And then, uh, uh, my uh, assistant coach Vargas over at Holmes right now. He's having interviews like crazy to be a head job, uh, to, get, to be a head coach. He's about to get one. His time is coming. He's very good. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, being a coach, you know, it, 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 it's our job and our assistant head coaches, you know, put them in position. I think uh, our job to empower them to where it's not my, my program, it's our program, you know. Um, so the the best advice that I can give to young to young coaches is is to be proactive instead of reactive. You know, be proactive instead of react reactive. Uh, continue to grow, right? Uh, trust the process. Loyalty, loyalty to who you're with at the time shows a lot about your character and where you're going. Because at some point, if you're looking to be a head coach, you're going to have an assistant coach. Mm -hmm. So uh, learn what loyalty looks like, right? What you like, what it's. Uh, how it plays out, but also it's about networking. I mean, it really is networking. It's about putting yourself there, like Chris says, betting on yourself. Uh, 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 you know, you never know who's watching, right? So always putting yourself in a great uh, position to where uh, anyone out there is, is seeing your best foot forward. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and going to the coaching clinics and TABCs and going to, you know, uh, just anything, just grabbing basketball by the hand and just, you know, being entrenched with it and trying to be the best you can each and every day. Nice. Yeah, I think it's important that networking part. I mean, one of my favorite parts about CABC or the state tournament, right, is just talking to everybody and getting to know everybody. And, and you get to learn, even, even if it's not about at the moment getting a job, right, it's about making contact with coaches, trying to get to know what they know, and down the road, who knows? I mean, you may have to lean on one of them for a job. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. I mean, and, and, and half the time, whenever whoever's making the hire, you know, when, um, it comes down, it's like it's like the Spurs. I got a chance to talk to Coach um, Mr. Buford over there, and he said, we hire people. You know, we don't hire, you know, just because you're winning. We, we, we hire good people, and we place you where we want. Yeah. I think everyone gets caught up in those X's and O's times. Uh, but 
your characters, who you are, how you represent yourself, how you communicate, you know, um, those things go way further than X's and O's because we all know there's a million ways to play. There's a million ways. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's the person that can make people believe, who can lead, right, who, who can be a great leader, who can be a great um, a, uh, a great person of, like Tony said, being able to, to make changes, who can adjust, right, uh, not only on the court. I mean, definitely, you know, in the public, you got to be a you know, public figure, you got interviews, you're on the news, you're on the radio, uh, so you're a walking billboard at all times, you know, uh, we'll come to the territory, so you got to know how to handle that as well. I'm glad you said that, too, about the X's and O's. I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, in the interview to have the job I have now, which, which granted, I went to high school there, so it's where I wanted to be, and it was, it was, I'm blessed to be there. Uh, but they didn't ask anything about X's and O's, nothing about X's and O's, more so about character and community and how would you handle these situations and, and raise these young men, nothing about how would you break this press or, you know, run this. Type. Because they already know you're in the room. Yeah. So if you're in the room, you get the interview, you're there for right? So that definitely that now hold up my principal, Mr. Harris, you know, he's all American. Well, on my interview That's different though, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're down five on the baseline. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm a coach, right? Expo. Yeah. What are you down five on your baseline? What are you gonna do? You're down by one. Here you go, go draw it up. My principal will take it to another level. I love that guy. Great, great, great man. Well, my deal came uh, a little different, you know, getting the Shadow Creek job. You know, I, I would also say, you know, be where your feet are, you know, right now. Um, when, I was in a, when I was an assistant at Marble Falls High School, my first high school job, the principal that was there at the time was now the superintendent of human resources here at Alvin ISD. Wow. And so – the job that I was able to do with those kids in that community um, was something that it obviously caught his eye, you know? And so me spending that time and developing and spending that time building those relationships, um, you know, with the people uh, in the community and, you know, within the program. And then it's just something that, you know, what he told me was that he, you know, he, he just liked what he saw. So he followed me, he followed my career. Um, and then when I guess he was able to get this position, you know, that was the first phone call he made, you know. And so, um, again, you know, you go back to, um, you know, what, what, what advice would you give, um, you know, young coaches? It, it goes back to just making sure you, you're taking care of business right now, you know. Um, you know, not focusing on the next job, but focusing on the job at hand, you know. And you, like Coach Hall said, you just never know who's watching you. You never know who, you know, who, who, who's going to put in a word for you. Um, and so being where you are now is very, very important. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. back off that, I actually played for Coach Wayne. He's the AD of Northside. Yeah. I played director. You know, I played for him in high school. So that, that relationship from when I was a high school player and me going to class every day, getting good grades, staying out of trouble, you know, um, doing the things as a young kid, you know, definitely propel me as an adult, you know, to say, hey, you know, just like one of our players, you, we all have guys that we were hired one day. Like, oh, he can work for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's sure he's driven, you know, so like Coach said, you know, being where you feed our man, you're, you're leaving an impression, you know, and uh, you're making decisions. Even when you aren't making decisions, you're making decisions. That's one big thing I talk about my guys. When you don't make a decision, you make a decision. Like, you make one. So, you know, um, so I think that's very important as well. This this just came to my head while you were talking, Dave. Uh, what would you what would you tell a guy that maybe interviewed for a job didn't get it? What advice would you give that guy? I mean, you have to keep trying. I I've got a guy right now that I played high school ball with that I feel like was uh, he's ready. He's been ready for a head coaching job. Um, you know, then again, it's you know, it's um, I feel like. You know, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that you know um, there's a reason why, or, or there's a reason why, or why, or, or why not, you know. And so, um, you know, maybe it's a it's something that um, um, God may have a bigger plan for you. Um, and I give everybody this example: my high school. Now you got to understand, like um, I have a family who's a football. It's football based family, um, but any success that they've had 
since the 70s, there's been a president that has been involved. State finalists between, you know, we've had every, every one of my uncles, my cousins have had a chance to go play ball at the next level. Um, and so I feel like, you know, that the tradition um, of my family at Temple High School, um, you know, it's just, it's unreal, it's unmatched. So I was a finalist for that job two years in a row, you know, and with my family's history, with, with what I did while I was in high school, you know, you would think that, you know, this is the job, you know, this is my job, this is meant for me. Um, and I didn't get it, like I didn't get the job, you know, and I would always go back and I, and I, and I held a grudge with, with um, you know, with the school district and I held a grudge with, you know, former coaches and I held that grudge for a while and I just didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand why they would, why they would have me here and not hire me, you know, and um, and now I'm at Shadow Creek, you know, where I was able to build my own program um, and have the, have the success that we're having. And then you look back, you're like, man, there was, there was a reason behind that. You know, there's a reason why, you know, I didn't end up at Temple. It's because God said you had a better, I had something better for you, you know? And so, um, so as you, as you, as you go along this journey, man, you, you just have to understand that, you know, um, God's going to put you in the right situation for you. You know, it, it might not always be what you expect or, or what you, or, or, you know, the way you want it to be. Uh, but there's always a reason. So to those guys, man, I just tell them, man, look, you know, just keep grinding, you know, when the moment's right, you know, it, it'll happen for you. So that, that, that's my advice to them. Great stuff. Yeah. I, and I mean, to piggyback that, I agree. You know, it's just about timing. Uh, you got to have faith. You know, like, like you said, I definitely, you know, believe in God and I believe everything happens for a reason as well. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things to where whenever you look at the situation, it's like, if this is not for me, you know, something is down the road, you know. And, you know, we all have a plan, right? We all have a plan. We all have a purpose. And I think that um, use those interviews and, everything that you are part of as uh, experience, you know, definitely use it as an experience, you know, uh, Dave, you know, like you said, he got, didn't get the job for two years in a row or two times in a row at Temple, but he took, you know, that experience from those interviews and look where he landed, right? He can definitely just give it up and they're like, I'm going to do something, you know, we can all go make more money doing something else, right? But he definitely believed in himself, he believed in, he had value in himself, believed in uh, his his skills and, and his stuff, and it paid off, right? So I think when you bet on yourself, like Coach Chris said earlier, when you bet on yourself, you know, you always land on your feet. You know, maybe the timing might not be right on your court, but it'd be timing on his court. Nice. Good stuff. Before we call this one a day, uh, just real quick, uh, looking forward to, to next year. Um, you know what you guys got coming back. I know Jarvin, you guys are moving up to 6A. Uh, just any 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 kind of goals you got set for you guys right now moving forward for next season? Any plans? Um, you know, we're taking that jump to 6A as well, you know. And, I didn't know that. Yeah, we're taking that jump as well. And so, you know, for us, you know, it, we return just about everybody. Um the goal doesn't change for us. I mean, we, uh, you know, we feel like we can win at a high level. Um, and so the, the goal stays the same, you know, the focus stays the same. Um, you know, we, we, of course we've got, you know, this virus going on, it's kind of slowing some things down as far as development, um, with some of the younger guys, but, uh, I mean, we're here to work, right? we're here to work, we're here to compete at a high level. Um, our guys understand that and they know it, you know, they'll come in with high expectations, uh, they'll embrace the challenge of uh, moving up to 6A um, and just competing at that level. Um, but, you know, it, for us, it's one day at a time. You know, we focus on the things that we can control. Um, you know, I feel like as long as everybody's healthy, um, you know, I, I feel like we'll give ourselves a chance. Yeah, uh, same here. You know, uh, you know, good thing about me and friends because we see each other everywhere. We prepare our guys to be able to handle what. Every situation comes to where we're at all the gas holes playing the six A's, 
you know, we're at the summer leagues and the plastics. I mean, we're everywhere. So I, I think that uh, this, this year alone, you know, we played Stevens and Jay and, uh, you know, uh, Love Monterey, we played uh, Vandergrip, you know, guys going to the NBA, you know, whatever. Uh, so, you know, definitely we've already put ourselves in front of guys um, uh, on that talent level. Uh, now you've got to go do it, right? You've got to go do it. But I, I think by us having some success this year, really just bought more buy-in, bought more buy-in. For, for a new program and more of uh, just dedication. But with the whole virus going on, you know, luckily, I mean, we're all going through it, right? So we're all going through it. We're all at the same starting point and those type things. Uh, but I think those who are working the hardest right now when no one's watching is going to have an edge. You know, the kids that are, are running the miles every day and putting up the extra shots and working on the ball handling and lifting the weights and, I think those are going to be the teams that are going really to push ahead when you have uh, a group of your guys working right now while nobody else is, you know. Um, so I, I think our, our, our goal definitely doesn't change. Uh, we're familiar with the district already. Luckily, I've posted to the district. I know all the coaches. I know, you know, what's coming. Uh, so it's going to be a good challenge, you know. Like Coach said, we just have to take it one day at a time. You know, if you can become 1% better each and every day, you're going to be a good team in the end. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, I appreciate you guys taking some time out to hang out and talk. Ain't seen you guys in a while. I told David, looks a little scruffy there. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's my quarantine look, man. I can't get to the barbershop. You know, just going to see what it looks like. I got my Popovich going on right now, man. Say going up. Well, I, I appreciate you guys. I hope you guys stay safe and, and healthy during all this quarantine stuff. And uh, if y'all need something along the way, just hit me up. Same here. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Y'all take it easy. Thank you. There you go. You can hear me now? Yeah. What's good, bro? Good, yeah, man. You, gotta, you need a shave, man. I ain't never seen you with that big scruff on. Quarantine, look. <laughs> Bringing out my inner pop. Yeah. <laughs> Every time my beard grows, I see more and more gray hair. Yeah, man. It's all over.